Runes are a kind of early alphabet that originated in Northern Europe about 500 BC. They were symbols carved out of stone or pieces of wood used in pagan rituals to portend future events and invoke magic. Of all the runes, Thorn had the most negative influence. Among the ancient druids, Thorn represented a demon that spread sickness, destroyed crops, brought death to hundreds of thousands of people. According to Celtic legend, one child from each tribe was chosen to be inflicted with the curse of Thorn to offer the blood sacrifices of its next of kin on the night of Samhain. Halloween. The sacrifice of one family meant sparing the lives of an entire tribe. So why are you so concerned about us if Michael's only out to kill his family? In his mind, anyone living in his house is his family. For years, I've been convinced there must be some reason, some method behind Michael's madness. And the common link I found is Thorn. The druids were also great mathematicians and astronomers, but the thorn symbol is actually a constellation of stars that appears from time to time on Halloween night. Whenever it appears, he appears. I've traced it back to 1963 when Michael murdered his sister Judith. The next time was in 1978, Michael escapes from Smith's Grove. It happened a decade later, and the year after that, he kills again. Now Jamie says, Michael is back. And for the first time in six years, Thorne reappears. Coincidence? What would happen if he succeeded? If he killed the last member of his family? And Michael's power would end. And the curse would be passed on to another child. So, yeah, before we do get into it, Saw 5. Come on. Come on. Saw 5. Go. It was alright. One thing I mentioned when we did our Saw 10X 1.5 review that the post credit scene, there was a certain character which you hadn't seen yeah. yet because you had only seen yeah. 1 and 2. Now, you mm-hmm. know about Hoffman now. You know about yeah. his antics with Jigsaw. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. he I, was I in the do... room. I think I knew about it anyway. Like, I'm mm. sure somebody at some point had said, or or maybe I was vaguely aware that, you know, at some point in the franchise, Jigsaw dies, and there's a cop that takes over. Yep. Um, so I was I was vaguely aware that there was. I think for maybe for a time, I thought that that was actually Amanda, and that's who that was. Mm. Um, but then, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know what's going on now. See, um, I... That's what I wanted to talk about when we were doing the review because I couldn't talk about it. That I I would have preferred if Amanda carried it on. Mm. I think she had more depth to her character than Hoffman. Um, I tell you what, we we really struggled with Hoffman and Starm. Is is it uh, Starm? Gilmore Girls, uh, Luke. Um, yes, like I know Starm Gilmore or Girls. Starm or something like that. Anyway, the other guy, the other yeah. detective working the case. We're very similar. Strong. Like um they just looked kind of the same. They were they were similar 
builds and it was just like it was it was difficult it was difficult yeah. to follow who was who what's going on which one are you it was like because i have the same issue watching the departed with um oh marky mark leo well, and, mark um, and matt, matt damon, damon. Yeah, are all yeah, yeah, yeah. basically the same person as well. Yeah. <laughs> and in and in a film where the plotline is essentially like double crossing and playing different characters and, and all that sort of stuff, it makes it even more complicated. So I was getting a little bit of that with Soft Five. I'm like, who which one are you again? Are you the bad one or the good one? Or I, yeah. But it was but it was good. I enjoyed it. It's um yeah, the the kind of the traps sort of become a little bit secondary in it for me, and it is more about like seeing how it all links back. That's kind is, of what I was clever. saying. Yeah, it it's 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 the writing, not necessarily how characters are written and their their text. You know, it's it's no Godfather or it's no really yeah, yeah, yeah. In, well done writing. It's the the way the story is written, how the timelines all work. It, it's 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 fun to watch. It's it's very uh cop drama, like I said, like it could be like a lot a big law yeah. and order. You take away the traps. Yeah. Now, where in in Saw Five have they established the uh, they must have established Jill, right? Uh, Jigsaw's uh John Kramer's partner. His wife, uh, yeah, his ex wife, yeah, yeah. It's all she's all through that one. Is is that that's also as well how she lost the baby? Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yes, that yeah. yes, that's it because it's got the um, the scene of the 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 guy that inadvertently hurt Jill to make them yeah. lose the baby. He then puts a trap on him. Um, yeah, the drug right, addict, the first, basically the addict. The yeah, first one. Yeah, yeah. But I like that little touch that he's re- he's connected to Amanda. Mm. It's just the little things like that. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It is good how it all links back together, and it's um, and yeah, you get this origin story, and I suppose like John Kramer has like a bad run of it, <laughs> like he really does. Yeah. If you think of like what happens, it then goes on to happen in uh, in Saw Ten. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. It just gets worse. And worse. And it's just like this guy. Like, fair enough. I'm firmly like on his side now. Like, he's had a, a shit run of things, and I'd probably want to punish a few people as well. Like, just crack on, mate. You're doing all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're progressing. You've got Saw Six is, I think, the worst out of the main line. Not yeah, say it's awful I mean, film, but the problem now is that the next three or whatever it is well it's four i guess if we include spiral um no you've got three more you've got six oh, no, three sorry spiral jigsaw and spiral it, yeah. yeah 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 uh on on any streaming services so we're, we're keeping our eyes peeled in cex i know a, i know a couple of um you got a vpn <laughs> i know a couple of good streaming <laughs> services um yeah fair enough fair enough but yeah you got a couple more but i think six is um We'll get to them when we get to them. Six is not the best film, but it ends the franchise. I hate using the word. I much prefer the term series than franchise. Franchise is a very, is the Marvel thing, isn't it? It's the superhero yeah. thing. It ends the series, not it kind of uh, bookends it quite nicely. Um, and it's got Chester Bennington in a nice little trap, which is quite cool oh, right. to see. Okay. Uh, well, not a nice trap, it's actually horrific. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> Cool, I'm glad you're progressing. And then you can get back to your Texas Chainsaw. 
Yeah, we've still got oh, to finish those off as well. Yeah, you still got a few yeah. of them to go through. And I guess technically we start the final destinations as well. Oh, so we got yes. Plenty to go out. Plenty to go out. Yeah. It is the spoopy... Si I, I'm sorry. No. I, I did it to annoy you. I did it to annoy you. <laughs> I did it to annoy you. I'm sorry. And I, very, I saw somebody use that phrase on Twitter yeah, a couple of days ago, and I nearly instantly just muted him. I was like, Sen just block. Just shut up. Sent out a hit on them. <laughs> you don't, you don't deserve it. It'd be, it'd be, it's oh, he's going off, if, folks. He's going off. I've oh, got me started now. It's one thing if it was an abbreviation, like if it was a shortening of the word, but it's not. It's just a childish way of saying the 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 correct word, and it just even, makes you sound like an imbecile, and I'll die on that hill. It's not even cute. It's not even it's cute. Not. No. It's just irritating. I hate it so much. Well, on that note, folks, it's time for the spoopy podcast. That is <laughs> the Dreadcast. Welcome back. I am Thomas. Lovely Aiden. Hello. And um, um, we definitely did not record at like five idle hands about five hours ago. Um, I actually had to change my shirt because I figured, shit, if I'm wearing the same lounging t-shirt, that's a that's a lounging t-shirt. That's not a day-to-day t-shirt. No. You know, so that's got that's got about another day in it. I'd say it's, before it gets funky, um, but if I was wearing that, it would look a bit odd. So I had to change it, freshen it up a bit. Um, now, uh, I did allude before to today's episode and how much I feel like we've got to get through. But before we do that, uh, you have clearly something to. Yeah, it's well, pretty. Ja it's pretty jazzy. All, it's pretty jazzy. I've got this wonderful Skellington T-shirt. Ah, Lisa, look out, a skeleton. <laughs> it's rather good. Um, Tesco's finest. It glows in the dark as well. Hey, go turn off all your lights and, and the curtains. And... Middle of the day, it's not going to work. But I was going to wear this, this little number. Um, It's rather unassuming black hoodie. That doesn't sound you like you. That? It's got little... Oh, is it Gordon Ramsay? Little, little cross knives. It is Gordon Ramsay. Oh, <laughs> Well, look at how fitting that is. I know. So, and then on the sleeves, we got, it says, we got. coming home beep, 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 since 1978. Um, so, yeah. That's nice. Fantastic bit of kit. The problem with it is, it is so warm. It is ridiculous. It's like the best hoodie I've got, the warmest hoodie I've got. And I would absolutely melt if I had to wear it. So, but I did just want to show it off because it's really cool. Um, a few things. I f that is the original mask design, I believe. Should be. Yeah, because it, it doesn't look like the awful other ones. Um, no. Where did you get it from? Um, I can't remember. <laughs> oh, it's not. It's not new. Oh no, I've had it a while. Ah. I've had it a while. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I've tweeted it previously. Right. Um, but you'd probably have to scroll back i will look it up i will i will look it up and um that's really nice remember where i got it from because they did a bunch of other stuff i think they had some texas chainsaw stuff as well um but yeah i'd have to i'd have to scroll back quite away on my instagram page to find it but I will do that. I will do that in the interim. And then next episode, I will be able to say, oh, yeah, that Halloween hoodie I showed off last one. Da, 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 it's from. And we'll do a little plug. If they're still uh, going. I don't even know if I'm assuming the company's still going. 
you showing that added to something I was thinking about last night, which I haven't talked to you about, is 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 it's definitely spurring on an idea that I feel I I've been looking for uh horror Christmas jumpers. Oh yeah. To, it will be a good attire for the month of December. If we if we get a Christmas if we get a yeah. horror Christmas jumper each, I, I think need, that's a good idea. I need to find. It's got to be awful. I feel it's, like it's got to be awful. I feel like the last couple of years, the terrible Christmas jumper has has exploded as a thing, um, and covers many different IPs now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I so want I'm something. Pr- tasteless absolutely tasteless as if die fieri made it there's yeah there's a nightmare on elm street one there um problem is i feel like i had a little look last night when you search very briefly when you search horror uh christmas jumpers it's mostly the your pop your modern pop culture horror ips lots of quotation marks there so you're gonna get stranger things you're probably going to get... Oh There's God, a lot uh, of Pennywise. Pennywise, yeah, yeah. You're going to get a lot of that stuff, not really a lot of the classics. You might get Ghostface, you might get... Freddy's still kind of... Well, as we know from Primark, Freddy is still very popular. <laughs> oh, there's a Xenomorph one there. That's pretty cool. Well, Xenomorphs died a long time ago, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's an actual Freddy Krueger jumper, as in red and green bands it was more so when i when i looked briefly last night zavi um had a bundle but yeah they were your your modern pop culture yeah. ones emp's um, coming up mm, with quite a lot um, i'm i'm gonna have a look on etsy i'm gonna find well, some custom ones to be why expensive folks out there if you have any funky horror clothing or anything like what Aiden's just shown or anything at all like i show in primark send it to us on the twitter or instagram <laughs> which yeah, is the underscore the underscore dreadcast and it, the same on the tiktok i don't know if you could say i'm still new to the tiktok what these kids use these days but that the, is the ticking, underscore dreadcast the talking i mean this this started when we did our valentine episode and we saw that we found the valentine t-shirts to be quite honest i think there's a there's a little oh there's a grudge t-shirt oh, that's quite nice um no film has more merch than valentine apparently <laughs> no film has better oh very than, yes better good point merch than valentine good point um oh, yes that is um guys one there. that, that yeah, is there's, there's some good stuff definitely a plan i think that's definitely a plan we got we got to jazz it up I, i'm gonna put some lights up here i'm gonna have a little horror christmas tree it's gonna be a good month because horror doesn't end. Horror, horror isn't just for October. Horror is year round. You just got the the thing is you've just got to cater for it in year, on the year round. You have got to cater for it month by month. You know. People there's think some. Room. There's always room to just you know horror up mm. what you're doing. I think. Right. <sighs> right. <laughs> that, that right. Sigh no. No. Trepidation. I have. I have so much to talk about with this okay. episode. So much so, I don't think we're going to get it all in. That this may uh-huh. come... I'm. We may... You may not have a choice in this. We may come back to this in the future. I think if we're doing a part two, you're doing it on your own, to be quite honest. It's not, it's not what it says in the contract you signed. 
the blood contract you signed, okay? I mean, to be honest, I've, I'm pretty sure I fell asleep for a small portion of this one, so... How dare you? <laughs> you can you can fill in the gaps. You may be doing a bit more of the lifting on this. I do the heavy lifting, anyway. yeah? Yeah. Well, today, folks, uh, is our Halloween special. Um, Every year. Gotta do a Halloween film, because there's so many of them. Gotta do a Halloween film on Halloween, and we're not gonna do the original Halloween just yet we gotta hang on to that we gotta hang on to that for a bit yeah so as so far we on the channel we have covered halloween kills i believe we talked about halloween ends in a year wrap up last year i am doing the slow talk as i am not quickly looking <laughs> the classic slow talk just click that one there. Just scroll. Just waiting just have, for just the page little, uh, to load. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. So we'll just repeat words and words and words, and people won't believe. Oh, there it is. We we did not do <laughs> Halloween Kills because Halloween Kills came out the year before the podcast even existed. It was a twinkle oh, in the you YouTube's eye. We had done Halloween Ends last year, which I pretty much went back on everything I said about that film because I actually, on the second viewing, I understood it more. I enjoyed it a little bit more. It's not perfect. It's not great, mm -hmm. but it's okay. It's better than Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills sucks. We then did Halloween Resurrection. And um, we'll get back onto Halloween Resurrection just in a second. Because that's a bad film. As is today's film. And today, yeah, that's, that's today's film is Halloween 6. And um, it's a film. It's a piece of media. Now, I watched it on my lovely uh, Halloween 4K collection of the bad films. I got... These are beautiful. Mm -hmm. These are really beautiful. Because each um, each one has a different, very different cover of the different Michaels. So that's Halloween 6. Okay. When we yeah. got Halloween H2O with the big hair, as yeah. you can see. And we got Halloween Resurrection with his slick back hair. How so do you how, fuck up the mask for every film? <laughs> I mean, just just to talk about the look of Michael in this one. Halloween 6, so it's the curse of Michael Myers, isn't it? The curse it's, of Michael Myers and the curse of the franchise. It's full. It's full title. <laughs> um, the, the bane of my existence. <laughs> Halloween 6, the bane of my existence. Um, but, yeah, just to talk about Michael, it, it, it looks like a it looks like it looks like a Halloween costume. It looks like somebody's got a Halloween costume of Michael Myers on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, this doesn't mm -hmm. look like I somebody think... like Michael Myers in the film and you know, you're trying to believe in the, the world of the film. This looks like somebody has gone to their local costume shop and got got a I want a Michael Myers costume. You're you know second I from cheapest i don't think it looks i this is one thing i will give it credit for i don't think it looks as bad as michael in halloween four or five okay okay four the the mask is her is awful and it's not, and, and I his it's so much the mask really as just the is it the body overall, is it the statue yeah it's just the yeah. overall look he doesn't look like he's that big and imposing or you know what i mean i just yeah feels like it's just lacking a little bit i mean that's yeah the the four the masking four is definitely worse but the thing with the masking um, four is if you look at the poster for four it's like no we have halloween at home 
Like here, yeah. here, here's what you could have had in the poster. The poster's fantastic. I love the poster for four. The sight, the, the half of his mask on the on the camera on the, on the poster with the house in the background. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you look at the, in the film. It's it's nothing like it. Yeah, um, it's kind of squashed. It's so bad. <laughs> um, and I think it's in five. The actor who played him. He, oh my god, the mask in five it, because the, the the neck part of the mask is not tucked into the suit. It looks <laughs> massive. He's got a massive it looks, neck. It looks Cor- like um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Corey, Alan Corey Rickman. Alan. <laughs> <laughs> he does it a looks bit. like Alan Rickman. He's got the Corey Taylor neck going on there. <laughs> they got no neck. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it the just the downfall of the look of Michael Myers yeah, it's, is it's not good. It's something that could be studied in itself. But um, but yeah, the, the, these four Ks are incredible. They really are. I mean, if you look at the back of that, right? This is Halloween Six. Mm-hmm. Look how much shit is on this. <laughs> this this is four. There are four discs just for this film. Okay. Granted, Why? two. Two of them are different cuts, which we'll yeah. very much get into. Theatrical and producer's cut. But then you've got um, a Blu-ray. Watch it on Blu-ray. And then disc four is all these special features, which I just didn't have time to get into. My notes do include a hell of a lot that I do know about this film, but there's probably little bits that we'll probably miss, um, which is fine. But Halloween 6, so... I've got, I've got, I've got a mental timeline of how to break this episode down because there's you, so much. You are now, taking the lead on this, so I'll go for it. As with most f- series, your history with this series is again. I don't for some a part of uh, right. I to talk. I think Friday the Thirteenth was my slasher series for a man with a, a Michael Myers hoodie. I, I know. Mean, I, I know, would expect I better. <laughs> I'm a, I'm also a, fl- a blatant poser. You are. <laughs> I've seen I've Fair seen with like, a fan. <laughs> I've seen the first one a bunch of times, and I love the first one. I've seen the second one a handful of times. I've seen H2O a few times. I've, it's one I've kind of dipped into it, but I've never sat and watched the full. I'm yet to watch any of the newer ones. I've not followed it religiously, and I've certainly okay. not done multiple watches. Um. So this was the first watch for me, not seeing it before. I was aware of it again, vaguely aware of like the mythology and what happens and da da da, but yeah. never actually sat down and watched it. For me, it's like, yeah, it's the first one, and okay, and, yeah. So you've done one, two, and H two O. One, two, H two O. Maybe another one. Maybe another one. But I don't, don't... know. I'd have to. I'd. Ha- it's probably them. I could put. I could stick four on and go. Oh yeah, maybe I have seen this. You know what I mean? May- I've got an f- inkling that I've maybe watched a couple of the others, but <laughs> couldn't. Couldn't See, I, be. 100%. I actually like this. I love. I love that when I'm just not doing the podcast, just talking to someone who hasn't seen a lot of horror films that I've seen, because it means I could do that Malcolm in the Middle meme of, well, son, <laughs> <laughs> let me talk. Let me tell you about this. So. Three obviously is the standalone. This is what they they tried to divert from Michael Myers because Halloween two didn't wasn't successful, and they wanted to go. Uh, Deborah Hill and John Carpenter wanted to go back to what Halloween was meant to be, which was every film was going to be a different yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Halloween three is great, 
but it didn't do well. So they went back to Michael Myers for Halloween 4. Halloween 4, I love. I love Halloween 4. It has its its flaws, but we get introduced to Jamie, um, yep. our new protagonist, which is in canon, that canon, Laurie's daughter. And Laurie's dead at this point. She, Jamie's been adopted by a new family. And I love Daniel Harris. Daniel Harris's performance as Jamie as a kid actor is fucking great. It's up there with uh, Corey Fieldman as uh, Tommy on Friday yeah, yeah. I think. And then the end of Halloween 4 is great. If you don't know what's coming, you it's a great one. It's a great one to not be spoiled by. Halloween 5 dips a bit. We continue the story with Jamie Lloyd um, being um, uh, stalked and harassed by Michael, trying to kill her. And then we get to Halloween 6, which is set six years after Halloween 5. Um, and you've obviously seen H2O. Resurrection continues from H2O. Um, you're aware of... Are you aware of the timelines? How convoluted I'm aware these timelines are? are multiple timelines. Yeah. I, I couldn't begin to tell you where it branches off and where it diverts, but I'm aware that there is... Well, sir, I have something for you. I have drew this up last year, which are we going through? I did this for everyone on the World Wide Web. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing this. So we're talking of the main timeline, which is Halloween 1, 2, 4, 5, 6. Mm -hmm. We also have the H2O timeline, where H2O comes after Halloween 1, negates 2, 4, 5, and 6 completely. So Jamie doesn't exist. Um. Yep. Oh, sorry, no, it comes after two because Michael was established as her brother. That's it. I think I messed up this, this timeline when I did it. Yeah, yeah. So How embarrassing. How embarrassing. H2O. Uh, the H40 timeline is where it comes after Halloween 1, which is the 2018 reboot kills and ends where Laurie's gone into hiding and comes back. So we have three timelines. So Laurie yeah. in Halloween has died. Two. She died twice. She died. She's died twice now in the in. in yeah. Uh, oh wait, no, three times. She dies in um, Rob Zombie's films. Yes, Laurie has died three times in the Halloween uh, series. Oh, Poor yeah. girl, can't catch a break. Um. So yeah, it's quite a convoluted mess. And speaking of a convoluted mess, Halloween Six. Um. <laughs> the fact you hadn't seen four or five, I don't fit. I. There's a little bit of recapping at the beginning, and I did a little bit of googling just to sort of, yeah, like just to, to kind of bring myself up to speed a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't think you really need to know the franchise inside out to follow what's going on. No, if you can I follow what's going on anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean. I I don't. I think it would be an incredibly hard standalone to watch though. This film. yeah. Because it's not titled Halloween 6, it's just Halloween subtitle The Curse of Michael Myers. Mm -hmm. People might see that as a standalone film, but I think it's pretty difficult. I feel like you could do four and five as a double bill without watching one or two. That's a nice little double bill, but I think six alone might be a little tough because of yeah. the, the Cult of the Fawn, which we'll get into, is yeah. very subtly introduced in four and then more introduced in five with the man in black but um yeah six so we i said there were two cuts of six and we've got the theatrical cut and the producer's cut now you i assume watched the theatrical cut yeah well i assume i watched the theater <laughs> we'll whichever one was available to rent on amazon is what i watched i'm assuming it'll be the theatrical it will be cut. 
Yeah, it will be the theatrical cut, um, which ends in uh, the mad science laboratory, right? Uh, yes. Green, bright yes. green lights and blue lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the theatrical cut. Um, only I think I originally said I was going to do that because the producer's cut is actually a bit harder to find. I have it. It's part of this, but it wasn't widely released. Like it was like bootleg or whatnot. The, the theatrical cut was a theatrical cut because it's what they want. They intended to be released in cinemas because the original test screenings of the original cut was reviewed so poorly. They were like, no, we've got to, we got to add more kills, more blood, more horrible, horrible flash cuts that if you suffer from epilepsy, epilepsy or whatever, my God, this is not the film for you. Where would you like to start? I mean, the start of the, the end because it gets pretty, <laughs> it gets pretty weird. Like straight off the bat, yeah, we have we have Jamie in labour, being you know rushed through a hospital, and then a decision is made upstairs that she's going to give birth in the hospital dungeon, <laughs> and straight away you're thinking, hang on a minute, something's not quite right here. <laughs> yeah, the hospital dungeon. Yes, that's where births are. That's where they occur. <laughs> I mean, unless it's a special request, like a birthing pool or, you a know, birthing a birth dungeon. in a home. It's like, <laughs> I want to give birth in the dungeon on the altar with the candles. <laughs> I feel that's... that that's the most natural <laughs> atmosphere to bring a child into the world. That's my shtick. I want the, the, or the air of cult <laughs> surrounding it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I want a metal. I want it. I want a proper metal birth. That's what I want. <laughs> Some Slayer playing in the background. <laughs> Have you seen the video for uh, Holy Diver? Mm, wow. Yes, yes. We kill switch engage, right? Kill switch. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill switch's yeah. version of Holy Diver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. I got you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So obviously. Uh, anyone that has seen Halloween Form 5, uh, Jamie is portrayed by a different actress than Daniel Harris. A little backstory on to why it's not Daniel Harris. Um, apparently, because Dimension Films had the rights to um, Halloween, they sent out feelers for actresses over 18 to portray Jamie, but only because Daniel Harris was 17 and they had child labour laws Right. So she could, she wouldn't have been able to portray her, um, which I, I don't know if that's an American thing or only. I'm pretty or sure we have child labor laws yeah. in this country. I know I you're guess. a big Primark fan, but <laughs> yeah. speak to um, other countries about that with their sweatshops. <laughs> um, but once Harris had, she she got hold of the script apparently, and once she'd read it, she was like. I'm good, actually. I'm fine. You, someone else can do this, actually. Mm -hmm. um, she There was a quote here saying, I remember everything started to change, like the way everyone was talking about the new script. It just wasn't uh, Halloween. I remember thinking, oh, these people don't know Halloween. I don't get it. Wait, I'm confused. So I am pregnant with my uncle's baby? I just don't understand what happened. Oh, my God, this is not what I want to do. I don't want Jamie to die like this. And I think she was right. I mean, yeah. I think she was very it's... right. 
And yes, folks, I did say my uncle's baby. Yeah. And that is a whole convoluted mess. The the the, yeah. the family story of Halloween Six is very messy. Yeah, it's a shame. I feel like Daniel Harris would have done well. It would have been nice little cap off. Even if she dies, which she uh, she does die, even if she can stay, still died, but with Daniel Harris, it would have been a nice bookend to her story. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> you don't want to be in it. You don't want to be in it. And it's, I think that's fair enough. Especially yeah. when you're in, you know, sequels and and stuff yeah. like that. I think any actor that, like, just turns around and says, you know what, I'm going to skip the paycheck on this. Like, He's fair, out. fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Jamie, uh, does, Jamie doesn't survive that long. <clears> hmm. <throat> Um, she's she's in it for a, a little while. She gets she has so we have like I was I was getting like massive Willow vibes at the beginning as well because it's essentially the same thing. We have baby somebody giving birth to a baby in you know the the villain's clutches yeah. and then the nursemaid helps that person escape with said baby. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly right. the same opening scene as Willow. And I was just like, oh okay, I'm gonna enjoy this because I love Willow. <laughs> Year was Willow. Night. Oh, 88. 88. So, um, you're saying you're, what you're saying on this podcast, this here podcast, quote Aiden is quoted in saying <laughs> that Halloween 6 Curse of Michael Myers was inspired by Willow. I'm 100% saying <laughs> <laughs> without no. a shadow of a doubt my, that my. whoever was uh, Joe Chappelle yep. was heavily influenced by Ron Howard's 1988 fantasy classic Willow in at least the opening scenes of this movie. And I believe you. See, believe watch you. him, watch, you know, watch him side by side. It's almost shot for shot. May as well. <laughs> you may as well be watching the same film. <laughs> um, so anyway, that was good. Yeah, so she, you know, she escapes, and there's a couple of little run-ins with Michael, who just suddenly turns up and has got like a GPS, like tracking. Yeah. On Jamie, he knows exactly. Even when she's driven halfway, well, you know, halfway across the country, we don't know how far she's driven. But even when she's driven, you know, a significant distance in a car, he somehow manages to just like pop up, which is like next level slasher stalking. Uh, he he time he travel he travels he time travels in this film he he has a, he travels with the speed of light in this film it's there's some ridiculous moments where he's in one place and gets to another uh impossible time yeah uh, much later on when he kills the DJ uh, DJ Barry I believe his name is um yeah it doesn't make sense it doesn't, well a lot of this makes sense but yeah he 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 catches up with uh, Jamie and um the baby not we think the baby but jamie has hidden the baby in a uh, bus station depot oh yeah. yeah um but yeah he he catches up with her like it's no trouble whatsoever and um she her her death is different another one of the, one of the first many differences between the theatrical cut and the producer's okay. cut is jamie's death um and in the theatrical cut jamie is killed she's uh impaled on a hay bale machine um like a big fork going through her chest again it's pretty bloody it's what they added for the theatrical cut because they wanted it 
a bit more violent. The producer's cut is she is stabbed below camera and falls to her death. Oh. That, that's it. it. It's a very basic, clear-cut, original Halloween sort of death. You know, there's there's nothing to it. It's just... So, this is the camera, knife... Yeah. And we down. Just, we that, see that's, the reaction. That's it, yeah. It's not impaled on a fork. Is this, this mechanism spinning around, churning her chest out, like, nothing like that. Um... I don't know. I, I I always felt gore doesn't really fit Halloween that much because of the original. No, I guess that's it. It doesn't start that way. Um, but then it's like the sequel thing of like amping it up. Yeah, you know, trying to trying to amp it up, trying to appeal everything. You know, it's got to be bigger and better and badder than the previous. Um, I mean, the first the first kill is what the the nurse being impaled yeah, on yeah. spike through the head or whatever it is, which is that's pretty brutal. Yeah. In the in the the escape tunnel of the hospital dungeon or whatever it is. The hospital dungeon, the birthing dungeon, yes. And also the the um while Jamie is escaping, she encounters uh I don't know if he's really got a character to him, just a, a guy out there of his truck. I think he's just <clears throat> referred to as motorist. Yeah. His death is uh, is changed in the theatrical cut as well. So right. my, she goes to get his help. Uh, Michael turns up, kills him. But the way he kills him is spins his neck round, yeah. his head round. So mm. in the theatrical cut, you see his spine like kind of pop out the top with a bit of blood. None of that in the producer's cut. Yeah, it's added in. Um. So yeah, so Michael is after the baby. Yes. So He's... are we? Is it later on? I think we're told that it's when the whole curse and the cult thing comes into play. That yeah, essentially he has to kill his entire family to pass yeah. the curse on to somebody else. Yes, and the the cult of Thorn, which uh, for audio listeners, if uh, you've no idea what the symbol is, it's a real it's a real real room, real symbol. It it's is. A, it's a Vertical line with a triangle in the middle poking outside. Michael well, apparently thorn. thorn. Yes. Thorn. Michael can only do this or appear when the cult of thorn symbol is in the sky in the constellations when the stars are aligned. Yeah. So essentially, we're we're told that every every previous Halloween that yeah Michael has escaped and gone on a rampage, it's because there's been this um yeah the the stars are aligned to form the 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 thorn in the heavens or whatever yeah uh which we're we're told about some excellent 90s computer oh graphics i just love that period of like i mean this is what 95 isn't it it's like early internet where like hollywood wanted us to believe that computers could do anything yeah enhance zoom in just tap, tap <laughs> yeah. some keys tap some keys on the keyboard in heart zoom in rotate 90 degrees what? And if you are investigating <laughs> a cult for example or whatever it might be as such as uh such as our um heroic tommy doyle is yeah. that he's not just going to have a document word document open with yeah. symbol appears in star constellation link equals michael's rampage question mark 
is is he's gonna go to the trouble of editing a little graphic of the stars aligning and yeah. a bunch of stuff. Uh, I put I put so many hours on working just to editing this podcast. Yeah, he has got this amazing presentation design work done on this ninety was ninety five, so probably Probably like even MS DOS to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's not being even Windows ninety five no, he's working no, no, with. No. Might not might not have upgraded to that yet. Yeah. He's on three point one. Um but yeah. And and presumably as well, sh- that's just for himself, that's just for his own benefit, because it's also established that he's he's a he's the local, you know, he's the local weirdo, the loner and you know. Yeah. Oh, he <laughs> certainly not... comes across that way. He's acting. <laughs> Um, Paul Rudd's theatrical debut. I believe this was just before Clueless. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I think Clueless was '96. I'm just going to confirm mm-hmm. that, but I think this was his theatrical debut. But it's that uh, sounds about right. He has come a long way in acting wise because he not changed not... facially at all. Oh, not no, aged no, he today. <laughs> doesn't age, but his acting has because he's this is a rough performance. I mean, it also comes down to probably what he's given. The material he's given in this film for I mean, a lot of the actors, but um, it was in Romeo and Juliet, apparently. Really, that was that was 96, yeah. Oh, well, this is 95, but so yeah, this was 95, yeah. so this was, yeah, but you said it was before Clueless, and we were checking the date for Clueless, but oh, Clueless um, is 95 as well, it was Clueless 95 as well. Okay, we have Clueless, I mean, the theatrical debut year then. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I'm just interested. It was just a register of surprise, really, because I can't remember yeah. who he is in Romeo and Juliet, but apparently he's there. Baz Luhrmann's uh, Romeo and Juliet. That's a good, that's a good film. It is a very good film. Very good film. We always say that a lot of these these episodes, like we're talking about. We spend nearly two hours discussing a shit film, and then halfway through we'll be saying that's a good film. Actually, we should be talking about that. <laughs> we should be talking about that. It's a great film. Um. So yeah, so Jamie is done, done for. She's off, out of the picture. No more Jamie Lloyd in the Halloween series, and we move on to just Car Cara and Danny and the whole family, the Strode family. This I I've seen this film and the series many times, but I still get confused between the um. The links between this family and Laurie and everyone because it's such a mess. But I think I found a timeline, right, which says how they're linked. Did you get it? Did you understand? I think it's it's is it John? Yeah, it John Straw, the the real the, the grumpy dad, the angry, very angry, abusive. It's his brother is Laurie Strode's dad. Yes. What was said. So he bought that. He bought that because I think his, his his wife says at some point, um, "You bought this house off your brother, knowing all the horrible things that happened, etc." Yeah. So. So he's he's uncle, the uncle of Jamie Lee Curtis. In Halloween one, obviously Laurie was not um, played to be Michael's brother. That's how it should have been. Halloween 2 onwards, she is. So she varies adopted by Pamela Morgan Strode from Halloween 1, her pair, real parents from Halloween 1. And then, yeah, John and Deborah are... John, John is the brother of Morgan. So John and Deborah are the adoptive... Uh, uh, sorry. Oh, God. Here, this is such a mess. John and Deborah 
are the parents of Tim, who we only see for one scene in, in the breakfast scene. But we'd see more of him in the producer's cut. We get a little bit more depth to him. Not much. Um, Tara Strode is not John and Deborah's biological daughter. I believe she's adopted as, uh, adopted as well. Doesn't say actually here on, on, on this, this chart, this timeline. So they are Laurie's adoptive cousins. Mm-hmm. Danny is Kara's son. But it looks about 40. He's <laughs> got a weird face, isn't he? He's Everybody got... in that family looks a, a yeah, bit odd. Yeah, they, they do. They're, they're a, a funny-looking bunch. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've got Jamie Lloyd being Laurie's daughter. And Jamie has just had Stephen Lloyd. Apparently he's named. I didn't even know he was named. And at the end of the film, spoiler, spoiler for a top film, the baby is eventually rescued by Tommy Doyle, who we alluded to earlier, and Cara. So we have a new little family of Tommy Doyle, Cara Strode, her son Danny, and now their new adopted child, Stephen Lloyd. What a mess. Okay. What a mess. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it doesn't add a great deal. No. It's, if you're interested in the lore of it, I suppose that's, that's what it is. But it oh yeah, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything to the the film or what happens. Kara is basically just the new Laurie. She's the new yeah. final girl. The fact that yeah, her parents is. are meaningless. They they don't really have much going on. They get killed off. They're living in the old Myers house, which doesn't look a fi- just keep the same design. It's the same yeah. with his 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 look. Just keep the just put some money and build a set. It doesn't have to be a house. Just build a front view of the Myers house. It doesn't even look like the same building. No, um, no, and I think we've mentioned before that building would have been torn down. It would have been, <laughs> but also, yeah, it's they're trying to make out that it is an uh, that it was the same one, and I was just saying, going, but it's not. It, no. It's it just isn't like it quite clearly isn't. Stop no, it. <laughs> not at all. It's it's really but not. Yeah, it would. In, you know, in reality, it definitely would be torn down, and I mean. I suppose, I suppose you could say that that it was built on the site of it, the original house was torn down, but it was built. We built a new house on the site of, and yeah. then at least you could, you could explain the fact that it's clearly not the same place. Um, I just want to mention as well that we are we haven't mentioned him at all, but um, Donald Pleasance returns to Halloween Six with uh, Doctor Loomis. Poor, as poor Doctor. Donald Pleasance. Yes, who passed away not long after the production of this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, beginning of 95 um, there are a lot of scenes in this film again different from the theatrical cut to the producer's cut uh, regarding Don- Donald Pleasance um, if you've seen after Halloween 2 where the ha- uh, hospital blows up Halloween 4 and 5 he, half his face is scarred and, mm-hmm. and in this film it's not there and in the producer's cut there's a scene um, between Loomis and Wynn uh, Doctor Wynn is the man in oh, black. Oh, and he that... says he says he has plastic extensive yes. plastic surgery. Is that the producer's cut then? Because maybe that's the one that is on Amazon. No, because I yes. definitely have that scene. Did you? Okay, at the end of this film, did you get the scene of Paul Rudd putting the stones down on the floor and Michael Myers standing in them and standing still? Can't remember. 
Okay. To be quite honest, like how I could said, you not remember interest, that? It was late, and my interest is waning at this point, and that doesn't ring any bells. But... So you watch, so you watch it on Prime, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. I'm fairly certain. I'm fairly certain that it was in the producer's cut, but I may, I may be wrong. There are there are so many differences with this film because of how poorly the original cut did that they yeah. splice. They it's not like they I, just changed the ending. They spliced in so many new scenes. I'd be very surprised if it's an obscure cut on Amazon. It's mm. likely to be the theatrical release. Okay, well, maybe maybe that part was in the theatrical cut. Mm. Um, I'm not confirming that right now until I find it out later. But yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, had, he he just states he had plastic surgery and a skin graft to get rid of it. That was their reason. Why? Because they couldn't put on a little prosthetic just to continue <laughs> yeah. the look. It's it's oh it's it's not it's that's a rubbish <laughs> rubbish decision, but um we all there is another there, there is now now I know this is in the producer's cut. Wynn convinces Loomis that Jamie died in the police station explosion in Halloween Five. So at the end of Halloween Five, um, Michael was captured by the police in the jail cell. And the man in black, Wynn, Doctor Wynn, walks in, kills all the police with like a Tommy gun in slow motion and escapes with Michael and he convinces Loomis in this producer's cut that Jamie died which I, I actually think that's a good that would be a good scene because it, you, it still keeps you guessing that you feel like Wynn is on the good side yeah he's convincing he's trying to convince Loomis no no Jamie's you know Jamie Jamie died ages ago that wasn't Jamie because because uh, Jamie orig- um, in the chase at the beginning of this film is rings uh, the DJ yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Loomis hears like, "What? Whoa, Jamie? Jamie Lloyd? What?" Yeah. So, I mean, it's, we're, it's, we're, she shouts wins, out, doesn't she, and says, "Yeah." Like, wins Dr. basically. Loomis, if you're there. Wins basically gaslighting Loomis to say, "No, no, 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 no. She's she's dead. She died a long time ago." Um, which yeah, which gives it a little bit more surprise for the for the eventual revelation that Win is the man in black um, who's controlling Michael. Um, see, most of my notes are the difference between this film and this version <laughs> and this version because the story is so awful. The film yeah. itself is so shit. Um, yeah. I mean, it's. I just there is one thing I want to say is that it's got that very nineties look of yeah, stormy in the, the beginning, like stormy night spotlights. There always seems to be like it's a stormy night, but incredibly well lit. But it looks like it's well lit from. A bunch of huge like police searchlights yeah. always it's always stormy wherever you see michael yeah. it's raining and thunder and lightning whatever and then when it will cut to another scene it's not happening come back to michael it's raining and storm <laughs> that that really reminds me of the lighting of um if you ever seen the blob the remake of the blob mm. there are scenes in that where they're um is it matt dylan uh one of the dylan brothers um is in it and he's riding his bike through the woods and it's just like like nighttime like you said spotlight like the moon it's the moon from the truman show it's just a yeah. big spotlight <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 um so a little bit back and forth but yeah so we we got we were introduced to the strode the adoptive strode family and they honestly they don't last the parents don't last that long michael is back in town Mm-hmm. Uh, Deborah Strode loves to do a bit of washing. The mum, she gets killed in the backyard by Michael because she's super spooked by her washing, just flailing yeah. around. There's a there's a foreshadowing to an axe that she has. Yeah, 
that yeah. she's she's put into a crate and stuff. There's a lot of conversation about. Uh, there seems to be a, a good huh. chunk of this film where there's a lot of characters walking around going, "Michael is back in Haddonfield." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Michael's come home to Haddonfield. I swear, yeah. like every character in the cast gets the oh. chance to say this line at least once. Oh, the stars must be aligned. <laughs> <laughs> um, John gets uh, electrocuted in the basement, um, so the parents are done. Um, we don't... We, he we has get... an excellent name, John Strode, played by a chap called Bradford English. Fantastic. That is a fantastic name, isn't it? I was, re I was trying Bradford to find... English. Where I'd say I couldn't, uh, there's nothing else I've seen him in, but he looked really familiar, and I couldn't place him. I I I thought he was very familiar, but even on IMDb, I don't think he's got a headshot. I think there's, uh, ooh, I'm not sure about that. I'm fairly certain I couldn't even see a headshot of his. Bradford. I bet if you type in Bradford English, I'm just going to get the town. <laughs> uh, oh no, no, he doesn't. Oh, no, he, there does, is. he doesn't have a headshot. You're right. Um, he's not been. In that much, by the looks of and it. he's not been in that much, and he's not been in that much that I've seen either. Um, but he, he just, just looks familiar, <laughs> he just looked really familiar to me. Yeah, I don't know. There must be somebody else, there must be another actor out there that it also uh, maybe just be down to his acting and the way he looks that feels very much of like the mid 90s, sort of could be, could be, but yeah, he wasn't in a bunch of stuff. Uh, he's not <laughs> been in anything that I've really seen. I was like, hmm, why do I recognize him so much? He gives off a bit uh, of Biff, Biff from uh, Back to the Future vibes. It's yeah, like I say, there must be somebody else. He also reminded me a little bit of um, the guy that oh, I can't remember the actor's name, but the guy in The Walking Dead um, plays the soldier character in The Walking Dead. Oh, with the the sort of goatee. Yeah, like mustache, the big yeah. mustache. Um, yeah, I think I remember who you mean. I don't remember his name at all. But him. him. It, it reminded me of him, of him a little bit. Um, but yeah, clearly it wasn't. But yeah, Bradford English. I just thought it's an, that's an it's excellent a fan name. That is a fantastic name. I also, I never really... The the casting choices, I never really got that they were a married couple. It, it never... It didn't really fit, I don't think. No... I mean, he's a, he's an awful person. Yeah, John he's an Strode abusive. He's terrible. He's a horrible man. Like, abusive husband, mentally abusive. and probably physically. Yeah, well, certainly physically in terms of, um, you know, he, he smacks Kara about. Um, yeah. He seems, to have, he seems to be angry at her for having a child. Yeah. That was the vibe I got, that, like, she she's basically got pregnant young and ruined his impression of her as his perfect little girl so now he despises her for that basically that's that's kind of the vast vibe i got I don't it's probably down to like oh i've got to look after this another kid who mm. what it wasn't planned you know but he was just yeah he was awful an awful awful person We obviously talked about Tommy Doyle, but he's he's been 
he's been Charlie Day in it. He's been Pepe Silvia in it, like with the pinboard and mm-hmm. trying to find and work out what the hell's going with Michael. Where is he? Is he still alive? Is he coming after me? Mm-hmm. He's conspiracy theory nut job. Um, yeah. With amazing computer skills. He's got a camera. He's got a camera on a tripod pointed directly at the Myers house. Not creepy <laughs> at all. Not creepy at all. And Tara, well, you know, yeah, it's, it's understandable it. as to why he's, he's the local weirdo. <laughs> he really but with, is. But with good reason. With good reason. As we, we He's we not find. wrong. He's, you know, he is. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. But he was also there that first night. Yeah. You know, he was he was privy to it. So he's, he's a, there's a little bit of childhood trauma at play there as well, I think. That's, it's not fair to just um, sack him off as being a local weirdo when clearly he, he went through a horrendous experience as a kid. Yeah. Um, and is it, I believe, he's constantly listened to uh, Barry the DJ's show. Mm-hmm. And I think on the show the DJ replays the call from Jamie from earlier on in the bus depot and Tommy clocks the baby's crying in the phone call and does some funky editing, live editing on his equipment and he can like turn up the background audio, turn down the foreground, he can hear the baby goes to the bus depot himself Yeah, and then this is one of those points where he's in the bus depot. It's a big bus depot. You're probably yeah, hundreds yeah, of yeah. people back and forth. And only he can spot the trail of blood <laughs> on the floor or from the phone booth on the floor leading down to the bathroom. No one else. I mean, yeah, I think that's fair. A bus station. No, never... it's not fair. <laughs> well, bus stations you. are never portrayed as being particularly nice places. I don't think I'd follow a trail of blood through one, to be quite honest. Uh, I think yeah. a lot of people have probably probably will have clocked it, but will have gone. That ain't my problem. <laughs> that's for someone else. <laughs> that's that's for somebody else to deal with. Yeah. And uh, he finds the baby. He finds... Um... Stephen. <laughs> he finds Stephen. his own Stephen. Uh, wrapped up like a little burrito um, in the bus depot and uh, takes him back to his creepy lair. Um, it's pretty much from this point onwards where we... St- where he 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 eventually joins up with Kara and Danny and Loomis, and that's where the gang start to. He does, but yeah, just before that, we should probably talk about the fact because he doesn't take the baby back to the, his creepy lair. He takes it. He meets Danny first, and they go back to his house. Oh yes, I even wrote this down. Yeah, <laughs> completely. So we have the scene that. where Kara walks in to find her son. With the local weirdo with a baby. and a baby, <laughs> just <laughs> all sat in their room. Danny's <sighs> playing on a Game Boy. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Like, it's absolutely fine. What would you like? Genuinely, what would you think walking in on that? You'd be like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it doesn't just end there because she's not even. She's a bit weirded out by it. Mm-hmm. But then they go back to Tommy's room, and he just explains everything to her. He's had no yeah. interaction with Michael in the past. Nothing at all. And um, he's just like, this is it. This is what's happening. You're involved now. Yeah. It's the baby. Does that not add to the creep factor alone? Like, <laughs> Probably does, yeah. You've also got a camera pointed at me. 
Uh... Yeah, because that's that's when we go into his house and we see yeah, his, yeah. his little slideshow, his little PowerPoint presentation he's put together on, on yeah. the, cult of, the cult of Thorn and the curse of Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah, it, that there, there is God that shot. You're you're so right of when she just returns home and he Paul Rudd, like we said, he he gets he's a much better actor, but his acting is very. He's a special boy. He's a very special. Tommy Tommy Doyle is a special special boy in this 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 um this film. Yeah, and also I never really got um the house he's living in, uh, Tommy's living in. The elder woman, the elder lady that's living in the house with him, it's not a relative of his, right? I don't believe it was. Oh, I'm not sure. I didn't pick up on uh, that to be honest. Because I believe she sells him out. The, uh... I think he just came with the sale. He just came with the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I have just seen this on IMDb though. Have a look at this. The scariest Halloween of them all. Hmm. Um <laughs> I don't know about that. Is it though? <laughs> Not sure about that. Um really? Who's I can't I can't read who that quote is actually from. Academy Academy of Science Fiction. Um, not the Academy. They're a reputable organization. It's usually. the here we go. It's the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films. It may as well just say some guy on the internet. <laughs> yeah, like, but it's the A O S F F. The H. Them. Oh, them. Yeah. Yeah, them. Let's have a look. Academy of Does Science. Does that still exist as a thing? No, they said that quote and they lost all their funding. <laughs> fantasy and horror, horror films. The Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy and Horror Films is an American non-profit organization. Non-profit organization established in 1972 dedicated to the advancement of science fiction fantasy and horror and film television and home video the academy is headquartered in los angeles and was founded by dr donald reed uh still around apparently how much did they get paid for that don't know how <laughs> much did they get paid maybe for maybe that? nothing maybe it was just like a you know you you plug you plug the academy and uh they do the Saturn Awards. I've heard of the Saturn Awards. Yeah, oh, how embarrassing. I've heard of the Saturn Awards too. How embarrassing. I mean, anyway. Yeah, I think there was an envelope exchanging hands for that quote because it's it's not. Oh, look at their shitty early two thousands website. Look at this. <laughs> I feel like I've, I feel like I've made this in GeoCities before. Oh yes. Oh, oh look at this. Amazing. That's beautiful. Membership. How do I join? They've got a hotline. We should ring it. No, they've got a fax number. Oh wow. We should send the fax <laughs> we should send the fax just saying your quote is wrong. <laughs> Member benefits. Um attending over a hundred films a year which are screened in the Southern California area, bring a bringing a guest with you to all regular screenings. Being invited to special events, plays, screenings, concerts, etc. during the week. Um, receiving an invitation to attend the annual Saturn Awards show. Amazing. 
Wow. This is a very, very old website, isn't it? Wow, I've not seen it. Yeah, I can't remember the last time. I, I think 1995 was the last time I saw a website that looked like this. This is something special, this website. <laughs> this is an absolute time capsule. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, down that always, rabbit hole, back tell, to the film. You can always back tell to... the quality of the film by how distracted we get by random IMDb rabbit holes. Yeah, or... um... <laughs> excavating the archaeology of the internet <laughs> back to halloween six folks yeah. <laughs> um yeah um oh god see you thankfully you watched the film what a lot recently i watched this a couple of weeks ago um yeah, but, but my i, think, I feel my like my memory's starting <laughs> better for it though um did you catched um obviously Kara's going to school she's still studying there's a uh, we don't she has, we, we only get a quick scene of her at school and uh when they, they put there's a, there's a panning in camera shot of when they pull up to the school car park do you see the mountains in the background <laughs> no I can't say I know it's no. oh not even hidden and it, it's because it was it was uh, shot in Salt Lake City right um but it's similar to the original where you can see palm trees in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Illinois. Illinois palm trees. Yeah. And uh, the same um, bag of uh, autumn leaves that they just threw down for each scene, <laughs> pick back up again. Um, but come on, it's a frigging mountain. Mm. Just shoot it from a different angle. Yeah, but I just feel like they had bigger problems. <laughs> I, I, had I, know bigger problems. I don't know what you're talking about. Um <laughs> Okay, where 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 are we? Where are we? We are where so are we, we, we have our our Scooby Gang have basically got together. <laughs> Scooby and we Gang, have, yeah. We've been told what the uh, what the cult of my what the curse of Michael Myers is and yeah. about the cult. Um, oh, I did write this down in the um, back back towards the beginning when we've we've got a lot of back and forth with Barry the DJ and you've got callers calling in. There's one, there's one woman that calls in, and I've just, I don't remember why I wrote this down, but I've wrote "psycho lays nympho," and she, <laughs> she quotes, "I just want to know what's behind the mask." Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. obsessed but with him. I think that's, I think that is like a, a, a fairly common phenomenon, though, isn't it? Of, of people. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Becoming infatuated with serial killers and writing to them and attempting to, to have romantic relationships I can change them i can change mm. them yeah i can change them. <laughs> <laughs> i did i did once um strike a match with somebody on on tinder and we had a, a brief conversation we never actually met we never actually went out on any dates but we we, we chatted for a, a few days yeah and this individual told me that she had um she had been a pen friend of richard ramirez for a a while why does that sound familiar why does that name the sound night familiar? stalker oh <laughs> shit. yeah um i don't i you know is this just because we were talking about being interested in horror and true yeah. crime and serial killers and stuff and she's like yeah she's like, you know she basically out 
outfanned me on it by sort of dropping it. Oh, yeah, I was pen pal with uh, the Night Stalker. I was like, what? Hang on. So I don't, I don't know how true it was. I don't know how, just how easy. She, I think she mentioned it was something. It was somehow tied up in her studies. She was studying criminal psychology, and through, she somehow got an address to write to through, um, you know, sources at a university or whatever. But yeah, um, wow. it's but, uh, yeah. And I don't. I'm not suggesting that she had any. If it is ultra, I'm not suggesting that she had any romantic designs on um, old Ricky R. But it is, yeah, I think it is like a, a fairly well-documented thing about people becoming infatuated with serial killers and wanting to, you know, wanting to strike up relations with them. So probably just a little nod to that, I guess. Yeah. I Michael I'd... Myers is really famous. Yeah, <laughs> really famous. Um, I think, yeah, it's definitely a nod to that, but I think it's also, in, in our world, since the the boom period of podcasts where hundreds and hundreds of serial killer podcasts um i think that's also gained uh, made people gain popularity in, in fascination of serial killers mm-hmm. um yeah uh yeah i just had that note down i just found it very funny um very <laughs> very fitting of a 90s uh half-baked slasher film like this yeah it would ch- chuck in a little bit of i don't feel this comedy yeah, I don't feel this would fit in a 70s or 80s one. I feel this is very edgy 90s material. Um, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Um, so is it at this point that we have the, the the flashback, the fever dream to the impregnation? Is that what it was? Jamie has a little bit of a... Jamie? Yeah. I feel like you might have watched the producer's cut. Because I, I don't remember like this. I have, now we've been talking about it. But yeah, there's a, there's a scene where she's like, oh, don't hurt me, Michael. And it's kind of... Is that in black and white? Mm, yeah, possibly. Yes, I think you watched the producer's cut, yeah. possibly. Well, weirdly, that's what's available on Amazon. <laughs> and it is the producer's cut. Okay. Um, I'm just catching up now on the plot, just to make sure where it... Because this film is a convoluted mess. Uh, let's see what we got to. So, bah, 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 bah. so yeah, after running to Loomis, telling him about Strode, Tommy locates Cara and Danny and takes them to the safety... Oh, it's a boarding house. Fine, lives in the boarding house. Tells Cara that he believes Michael's under the influence of Thorn, did that. Ancient druid curse drives up a person to kill their family on Halloween. Mentions that Stephen will be Michael's final sacrifice before leaving to meet up with Loomis. Meanwhile, Michael returns to his childhood home, kills Deborah, John, Tim, and Tim's girlfriend, Beth. We see Beth die, but do we see Tim die? Beth, uh, yeah. Beth, Beth dies um, uh, whilst Kara is in Tommy's room, yeah, watching, her through, the watching her through the camera. Um, yeah, he dies just before that. Is it in the shower? Is it? He's either in a shower or he's just got out of a shower. Gets handed a towel. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I'd know if it wasn't the person I knew, like I thought was there in the bathroom, handing me yeah. a towel. Come on. Also. Michael handing them a towel. It's like he's <laughs> he's playing into the the kill. It, yeah, but it do, he just he doesn't do that. He just kills people. Yeah, he'd just be you know it just. Jason definitely doesn't do that. 
No. Because there's, there's a couple of shower deaths in uh, Friday the 13 films like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, yeah, that's kind of like a ghost. That's a, that's a ghost face kill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toying with them. Toying, toying with, with them, their, their mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So all the Strode family are dead now, until, apart from Kara and Stephen. Uh, oh, is her name? Mrs. Blankenship. The owner of the boarding house was babysitting Michael the night. There we go. Here comes some more plot death. The owner of the boarding house, Mrs. Blankenship, who was babysitting Michael the night he killed his sister, his real sister, not Laurie, uh, tells Kara that Danny hears the same voice that Michael did related to the cult of Thorn. Yeah. The man in black beckons Danny to the Myers house, forcing Kara to rescue her son from Michael. Upon return to the boarding house, the man in black is revealed to be Dr. Wynn in his druid garb, his Halloween costume. <laughs> it's really corny. It's really it corny. It is very costumes. good. I like yeah. there is that shot of him, Michael, and Danny all stood in front of an altar. And he's got this ridiculous, like, Elvira-esque... We did like, watch the producer's cut. ...collar. That, that, yes. that shot's on IMDb as well. It's, it's... Because, yeah, it's, it's the shot there, and then just off camera to the right, just is just Michael just... <laughs> just stood there. Just stood there like, so awkwardly. Like, is it... Should I... Should I do anything? Where do <laughs> I, I put do, my hands? Do I put my hands in my, my pockets? Yes. <laughs> oh yes you did watch the producer's cut okay great that's, that's brilliant um so there so kara and danny are abducted by the cult like you said and they're brought back to the birthing uh cave birthing dungeon yeah. birthing and cave. um we're, <laughs> we're left with tommy and lunas uh loomis who head to the sanitarium to basically save the day um so this is pretty much the third the further i think the final act of the film i would say uh the the birthing cave and sanitarium which is just has apparently has endless hallways with no rooms or yeah. windows just hallways just corridors corridors long blight brick uh, br- uh brightly lit corridors um i apologize folks if we're a bit everywhere with this film it's a bit everywhere itself <laughs> it's a bit everywhere itself okay um just want to. I I wrote down loads of differences, like I said, between the theatrical cut and the producer's cut. I just want to check if I missed any that I did. Um, no, these are all related to what I do. I do feel like in this back end we get a little bit more sort of classic Halloween stuff. Like we have that little scene where really find all the they find all the bodies, which I think is straight out of straight out of the first movie. Where you know the survivor is wandering the house and suddenly comes across all the previous victims. Yes, that would be when Kara go after she sees Beth's death. She then sees mm-hmm. Dan Danny walking towards the house because of the voices in his head. Yeah, uh, and then Kara goes after him, and then you get the the body. Like Michael's so good at setting bodies up for yeah, perfect to, to... Per- perfect placement. Yeah, perfect timing. We get a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you ever think like? I always think about when you see American horror films and they're set in American houses, which are always bigger than English houses. Sure, sure. If you've got two stairways, one that side of the house and one this side of the house, or they've got upstairs is a snaking hallway where you five or six rooms that maybe yeah, two, yeah. two two linked to each other. English houses. I've got my front door leads to my living room, goes to the kitchen, back door. Then there's a yeah. stairway leads up to this small room, the bathroom, uh-huh. and the main bedroom. 
which is it sounds pretty I, much like the layout of mine as well yeah i got nowhere to run <laughs> no or no, no, like no. i couldn't even get out of an upstairs window <laughs> no 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 these may may as well be like hotel suicide windows <laughs> where you can't get out but the american houses always seem like there's always a way you can hide or get away or get around your killer yeah I, I always I always get that with the scream where because there's yeah. always like an ex obviously um, like Ghostface moves a lot more a lot differently than yeah. your classic typical slow walking slasher villains so there's a lot of like running around in a scream film uh, in a scream film and yeah they run in through like several rooms and round a kitchen island and then there'll be a yeah just a random other exit out of this bedroom for some yeah. reason yeah. There's yeah. always another room to go into. Whereas, are there any British slasher films? Like, properly British slasher films? I mean, there's a big asterisk next to it. There's always Hellraiser. But it's not, how Pinhead isn't, I've always, yeah, Pinhead fits the mold, like the group, the iconic group because of his look. Yeah, he's not yeah, a slash. Yeah. He's not a it's slasher. Not a he doesn't kill. Thing, is it? There's not like um, a, a British version of Halloween, like a straightforward masked psycho killer. I mean, maybe good, there good, is. It's a good question. There's nothing that springs to mind. But I feel like you could definitely play with that trope. Of... I mean, it wouldn't last long. <laughs> well, no, no, but that, that's it'd be it'd be something you could definitely poke fun at and just sort of go, look, in a British house, this wouldn't work because there's <laughs> there's not a balcony or you know easily convenient opening windows onto a, a low roof and all that sort of. Because that's the other thing about American houses in slasher films is there's it's usually set up early on that the the final girl's boyfriend ha never comes in through the front door he's always climbing no. up a trellis and across a a, a porch a veranda yeah, and yeah, into, yeah. The, into the bedroom window which you know full well is going to become an escape point uh, for somebody at, at, later on in the movie but yeah it just wouldn't work in a british film at all because our houses just aren't designed like that especially no. if it's you know terraced a row of terraces this one, yeah, this Which is a terrace. Same here yeah, as well, yeah. And <laughs> the it's, it's, all, it's all... set in a row of British terraces. <laughs> Coronation Street does Friday the Thirteenth or something. It just wouldn't work. And they're always there's always easy access to the roof. Yeah, you can always just get to climb on the roof. I I wouldn't dare try and climb, try and get out this window and try and climb on the roof. Mm. I don't even know how. I wouldn't fit. I can't fit through the window that leads onto the roof. <laughs> like literally, it's like this big it's tiny yeah yeah that that always that always bothered me not bother me but yeah like i think like you said it's a very american thing um and no just by looking up there are no like iconic british slashers there are british slasher films but nothing in the nothing scheme of what we're talking about with the american yeah, style ones, done no Um, okay, so we're pretty much in the sanitarium for the rest of the film now. Um, mm -hmm. Loomis, I, I believe Tommy, Tommy and Loomis split up. Loomis finds Wynn in his office. Now, this is how we'll know what cut you really watched. Was Loomis wearing his druid gear? His big spiky-like 
Warcraft shoulder pads and was was Loomis wearing? Oh, sorry, Win Win. He sat Wynn. at his desk wearing. I wonder if I can I find the picture. I honestly can't remember. I, I re was really struggling to pay attention to it at this point. I can't remember. Hang on, I'll see if I can find you the difference because they sh they reshot this scene. Um... Yeah, it was really I was really flagging with it at this point. I was like, oh come on, just just finish, <laughs> just end. End already. Uh... I, I, I did, uh, to be to be fair, it's I probably did myself a disservice by watching it as late as I did. I should have probably um, tried it when I was a little bit fresher, a little bit earlier. Because yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was tired. You, you kind of just like, oh come on, hurry up. You what? You watched it after we recorded Idle Hats. I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> And it um, was it was fine to begin with. It was all right, and then it was like, oh, yeah, sort of by that hour mark, I was like, oh, I should have saved this. Right, I found the scene I want. Copy, paste, paint, uh, and clip. Um, right. But yeah, it's at this point I was like, Michael does look like someone in a fancy dress costume. Um, my so, notes are just really sparse. <laughs> then the cult all appear and do cult stuff. <laughs> they most certainly do. So this this is what I've shown you here. The, if you can see that. Um, one on the left is the theatrical cut. And one on the oh, right yeah. is the producer's cut. Now look at the difference. <laughs> yeah. So the theatrical cut, the, the scene on the left, is... Um, uh, the added scenes of Win, uh, the actor portraying Win, mm -hmm. are just those shots of Win. They kept right. there's, there's a couple of shots of Win, then the camera of point. It's a completely different room. Yeah, that shot after I think uh, Donald Pleasant Stephen passed away, like the reshoots. Right. So in theory, Win isn't even talking to Loomis at that point. No, no, they're, no. They're, so that that scene looks very disjointed because then there's two actors not even talking to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, and clearly in yeah, quite different rooms. Look at it the must, difference. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's radically different, isn't it? Yeah, radically different. So he's already in his um, cult garb in the producer's cut. He's ready to yeah. go. Um, yeah, which is also which is just ludicrous. It's so it's such a left hard left fucking turn to take with with a movie like Sorry, i've come I... up with a re we're doing another halloween sequel okay i've come up with a reason why it all happens okay yeah yes yeah, so there's this cult right <laughs> <laughs> and there's a hear curse me hear me out hear me out hear me out here we go come on and every <laughs> halloween he has to kill his family or <laughs> i don't know but <laughs> if he does it the curse gets passed on to somebody else. You see when okay. um <laughs> in, in in The Simpsons, the radioactive man episode, and the editor is just awful because when Millhouse runs away, he has to try and edit radioactive man with old uh cuts oh. uh, shots they did of Millhouse <laughs> being like he sat on a bench going, Jiminy Jellicers. <laughs> yeah, just eating a sandwich on his yeah. lunch break or whatever. <laughs> and and the, the editor's like <laughs> seamless, huh? The director's <laughs> like, you're fired. <laughs> That's what it feels like after this pitch was made. 
And I need to get onto that about actually once we've done this, a little few um, notes on what this film actually could have been. Right, there were right. ideas before. There were wilder ideas this, before. This is what they landed on. This is the refined version. This is the good version of Halloween <laughs> Six. Okay. Um, sorry, I've just I've just stumbled upon that shot of Michael uh, just standing there. Like... <laughs> That's the so, thumbnail. It, it, well, That's I the did. Thumbnail. I'm pretty happy with the thumbnail I made, but this is just hilarious. <laughs> just standing there um okay so yeah Kara has been adopted abducted she's on the birthing um ritual stone and uh the cult are ready to i mean i don't even know what they're trying to do to her because the point of it is michael is there to kill them kill her so yeah, what's this, the ritual yeah, about this is this is the big thing with the cult isn't it it's like okay why are they needed like, yeah, they don't. Uh, they are they there to make sure he? I mean, well, presumably they facilitated Jamie having a kid, so <laughs> yeah. they they're trying to keep the curse from passing on by having the Strode family continue. He's, tr he's, he's trying, folks. He's trying. He's, re <laughs> he's really trying it. <laughs> But I mean, that's that's the only that's why they exist, right? They're to keep Michael yeah. being cursed, keep him at bay. But, keep, they're trying to keep him in in check. But, um, yeah. I don't now, know. now, now, after this, did do you remember? Do you remember? Does Tommy save her? Does he dress up in? Because at this point in the producer's cut, he dresses up in the. He finds some of the garb, dresses up as a druid, yeah. saves her, grabs. Okay, you. If that's what happened, you watched the producer's cut. Yeah, he definitely had. He definitely had um, robes on at some point. Yeah, yeah. In the theatrical cut, they it's much more of like a crazy lit um, horror hospital where these surgeons are looking to. I, I believe they, they're looking to do like this sort of surgery this this operation on Kara and then Michael just walks in and just massacres them all and then Tommy and Kara escape running through these industrial looking corridors and hallways while Michael's chasing them yeah um yeah in the producer's cut Tommy finds the cult cave uh puts on the garb mm -hmm. um grabs win with this ceremonial dagger I believe and is like release her untie yeah. her and then they escape with the baby and Danny and Michael pursues them um, there's also in yeah. the, in, in the difference in the cut where they get to the crazy science room where did you see I don't even know I don't I think it's definitely just for the theatrical cut s two babies on the wall and fetuses on in in chain in, in... no that doesn't make any bells <laughs> so I can find this for you <laughs> now I tell you this is how invested I was right my notes at this point say then the cult all appear and do cult stuff they escape the cult. Again, 90 minutes feels like a lifetime when it's shit. <laughs> so I think at this point, I'd really lost patience with watching it. And I just wanted to go to bed. So what you didn't see... I had like one eye on it and I was like... I was is this? On my phone. No. No. Now. <laughs> they, um... 
they end up in this room. <laughs> yeah, they end up in this room with loads of these like obviously plastic. Yeah, these machines, science machines, test tubes everywhere. Um, science room for science purposes. Okay, yeah. in this in yeah. this sanitarium, all this stuff is below this sanitarium. Somehow, is there a plasma ball or some sort of plasma effect? There's going something. On there's something. Yeah, I believe there is. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. They enter this room, and the finale fight scene happens here. Do you remember okay. this room at all? No. Right. So God, the, this. Yeah. It's, this it is it the theatrical like it's made for TV at this point, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, that's awful. Yeah. It looks like a, an episode of Charmed or something. Yeah, yeah, it does. So uh, there's a bit of back and forth, bit of hiding, bit of uh, misdirection, and Tommy eventually batters Michael's face in with what I think is a fire extinguisher or something. And green goo starts to come out of Michael's eye sockets. Oh yeah. Um, shut up. It's fine. Okay. Um, the thing with the babies. Okay. Apparently, the test tube test tube baby fetuses were added to the theatrical cut to give more of an impression that these babies and Stephen, Jamie's baby, were created rather than Michael doing the horrible business with Jamie. Because I'll be honest, I think that's better than going down the Michael did the business with his his niece. Yeah, yeah. It's got. It's I mean, none of it's it. necessary. But none yeah, of it's necessary. If, if I've got to pick one, then if you've got to pick one, and you've already introduced the cult, I would rather them go with this. We create these mystical, yeah, these test tube cult, babies, cult rather than babies. Michael's character suddenly being this horrific rapist, like monster, when he is yeah. meant to be just be pure evil. He's the shape. Yeah, he's just, emotionless killer. Yeah, he's there to kill. He's not there to do there. this sadistic, horrible, horrible acts of violence. Like, well, in some sense, you know what I mean. So yeah, I, yeah. I actually quite like that. I don't like how it's impl- implemented. It's no. just these cuts of these, these babies, these these test tube fetuses, just in these colorfully lit containers, just curled up. Um, I mean, they're really bad looking. <laughs> In the producer's cut, they are escaping down that long, that long lit hallway. Yeah, lots of stark white hospital corridor. Yeah, mm. and Tommy finds the runes, some runes in the pockets of the guard, the druid guard. See, I completely missed this bit. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, man, I gotta find. I really this. I'll find the clip. Um, in fact, I'm going to find it now. Fuck it. And you need to see it for the context, okay? okay you need to okay. see it. Hang on a minute. Do, do, do. Yeah, so lots <laughs> so, of running corridors and... Oh, he Tommy. finds a little rune bag. Insta- instantly knows what to do with them. He studied them. He studied he's them. Stu- he had it on his computer inst- earlier. Yeah, instantly knows. Puts them in a the circle. Michael's coming. He's coming. He's coming. There, again, there's no doors or windows in this hallway. It's just a hallway. <laughs> Um, Loomis is. I I shut it. I just shooting gate. I shot him six times. I shut the door six times. Um, Tommy also knows to cut his hand to make a blood ritual. Yeah. There we go. We know that. See. Oh, he's, oh, he's, he's, 
Rub it on he's the dirty floor. He's studied it enough to to be a fully a fully paid up member of the cult. Michael, yep. Yeah, oh, oh, oh! I can't do anything. I'm stuck in the circle. The magical circle has me trapped. That yeah, Michael's trapped. See, I think I started pay paying attention again when he comes out and throws the robe in the bin, and I was like, oh right, yeah, okay. Now pause, pause it there. Pause it there. Okay, so we're out. That's all producers cut. Mm -hmm. because what i mentioned a minute ago about the, the sort of end climax fight scene in that science room yeah, where yeah. tommy beats the evelyn shit out of michael that's the last we see of michael yeah whereas in the producer's cut we don't we this this is actually the last we see of michael michael actually escapes after this so if you want to do, let's go on a little bit more michael standing again just standing win basically what have they done to you michael what have they done to you yeah clutching his fist then we cut back to loomis talking to tommy and car outside yeah, yeah. that's that's same both films and loomis basically saying i've got business to tend to now the business he yeah. does tend to changes depending on the cut on the cut in the theatrical cut it's it's all it, it's actually better in the producer's cut because it actually just makes a bit more sense. It makes a bit more sense, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because that's, yeah. that's the theme for this film. Makes as much sense as it can. So I don't know if you remember this at all. He comes back into the hospital. This is the unmasking scene, right? Yes. Yes. So yeah, you well, I'm, You watched the producer's cut. I did watch the producer's cut. I am surprised. I'm really so surprised that's really that is online. That that's, that's the one that was on. If you, just yeah. rent, if you want to rent Halloween 6 on Amazon... That's what you it is. get the producer's cut. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so you do know. So okay, so so Loomis obviously unmasks uh, Michael, who's he, he was standing, is now lying down. He got tired yeah. of standing, <laughs> <laughs> and he unmasks him, and it turns out to be Win. Yes. And uh, Michael, they basically swap clothes, and Michael has escaped and is still it's like out the ending there. of Crocodile Dundee too. I mean, way to steal <laughs> my notes. It's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I, I think you may be the only person to ever reference that when talking about this film. <laughs> it's, it's clothes swapping for yeah. misdirection. It's the, the, obviously what is Crocodile Lundy too. The, the, um, <laughs> the, curse, the curse gets passed on to Loomis, who is now in somewhat a protection of Michael. Mm -hmm. um, and we get the, the, the great Donald Pleasance. Ah! <laughs> whereas that in the theatrical cut like i said we we just go back to a minute where loomis is outside talking to Kara and tommy they're like come with us come with us let's escape together and loomis i've got i've got business to deal with so he goes back to the hospital once he says i've got business to deal with he goes back into the hospital and that's the last we see of loomis we then cut to michael's mask on the floor in the science room just the mask and a syringe by it because there's a they find in that room they find loads of syringes to sort of sedate him when they could beat the shit out of him okay. um we then get the audio of loomis's scream basically i guess alluding to the fact michael's still out there and loomis is just ah yeah Frustrated. yeah and then we cut to the the silhouette of the man in black walking away and in yeah, both, cut, yeah, bo yeah. both cuts we know it's michael but i think it works better in the producer's cut at least at least yeah. there's some sort of exposition as to why mm -hmm. um well it makes it clear that it's michael I yeah guess. yeah but he's now dawned a pagan looking 
outfit. <laughs> yeah. Kind of dressed like the, it's like a bit like a creeper. Jeepers Creepers Creeper outfit. I mean, he knew he was bad when he when he appears and he's got like metal trimmed cowboy boots in spurs, right? Or this, you know, he's going to be a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're only yeah. seeing these boots. Um, there were a couple of different endings, I think, pitched for this. Not just the theatrical and producers cut. Um, I got them here. A few notes. Um. Uh, one version, Wing gets into a helicopter to escape the carnage at Smith's Grove. He thinks he's got the baby in his black satchel and doesn't realize till it's too late that Tommy has taken the baby and put a bomb in its place. The, hel <laughs> the helicopter and Wing goes boom and Tommy, Carr and the kids make their escape. <laughs> Just a bomb. Just. A I hope it's one of those comically big round clock on it with a fuse like a danger mouse bomb. A big well. clock on it, yeah. <laughs> And then when it blows up, it's just Wim with his hair up and a big black like, and suit on his face. Yeah. face and his hair's all stuck up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, what was the other one? Just get a bomb from. <laughs> I don't know, maybe the cult had a few lying around. Probably, and it says bomb on it. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> big, big comical writing, yeah. Um, there was also a uh with a gag earlier on the film where barry the dj is talking about shooting michael myers into space mm. now apparently the original idea that carpenter had was involving sending myers to outer space oh, for halloween that's six. when you've run out of ideas that's when you've you run out of ideas or da hood leprechaun hellraiser friday the 13th, friday the 13th. um i think that's pretty much the main ones that have gone to space. No other main series have really no. gone to space yet. Um, we never got a Freddy in space, did we? No, no. Um, yeah. Um, did you also know that Tarantino was asked to direct this film? No, I did not know that. Yeah, and he he obviously turned turned it down. Yeah. But his pitch was for um, after Halloween 5, it was going to be the man in black and Michael Myers escape, but they're going down Route 66 on a killing spree. Like a sort of uh, natural born killers, yeah. Bonnie and Clyde sort of vibe. <laughs> yeah. Just absolute crazy, out of tone. The, of the, the Halloween soundtrack would have been good, I guess. Soundtrack it would have been It would have had a cool soundtrack. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, this is, this is what I meant at the beginning that I, I feel wild, like there's, there's more to this film than the film itself to talk about. Yeah. The film itself is, is a convoluted mess, but bread and butter at the same time. It's very slashery basic. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's all about the production, the reshoots, the story, how messed up it is. Like that there, there's so much going on. I mean, even even in the different cuts, the, the title card is different. The title card is so different. Like the A in the in the Halloween, the title card is the cult of thorn symbol on the side to look like an A. Just little things like that. They they've changed so many things, and yet it still didn't deliver. No, but it's it's just it is. It's I mean it's the sixth. It's the sixth film in yeah. a franchise, you know, or a series, whatever you want to say. 
Um, or I guess the fifth film, I suppose, if we're not really including season of the witch. Yeah, yeah. Um, <sighs> and yeah, they they've just taken a big old swing at doing something a bit radical and a bit swing of the miss. Yeah. And it is a miss. It is a miss. We oh we didn't talk about the DJ's death. Um, that was what I meant earlier, where Michael can be in one place and get to another place instantly. Uh -huh. But he gets from the Myers house to the park where the DJ is having a show instantly. Where yeah. I think it's alluded to, it's like half a mile away or twenty minutes. He's just there and kills the DJ in a different van, not in the DJ's van. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely bad. It's okay that we missed it. It's fine. Yeah. Um. What's a little bit of extra detail? Yeah, and it's just such a wild wing, uh, uh, just a, an explanation that's not necessary. You could have just done another, you know, just just churn it out again. I think people expect that in long running slasher franchise, yeah, uh, films that, like, I mean, if I, you know, looking at the other obvious example, Friday the Thirteenth, you've got J uh, Jason's going to start the film dead. So how do we reanimate him? Oh, well, he gets struck by lightning. Okay, cool. All right, we've done lightning. What happens this time? Oh, there's an electrical cable that is going to be dragged in onto his body. All right, yeah, that works. You know what I mean? How is he... This, I mean, all right, they went. They did take a bit of a wild swing by having a psychic resurrect him in, in one of the sequels. But, yeah, they should have just... They could have just churned out some more... You know, sexy teenagers getting stabbed up and lost the whole yeah. curse thing. It was it was too wild and too out there to be coming in at, in film number six. <laughs> you know, I yeah, I probably would have gone down the road of keep keep Halloween five as it is, keep the mystery man in black um, breaking into the police station. Uh, and escaping with Michael, but don't have it as a as a cult cult. Have it as a fanatic, like a yeah yeah, yeah. and super killing super fan. Yeah, uh, a co wants to be a copycat killer of Michael. Yeah. And escape and it's it's just insane and a fanatic. But Michael being Michael doesn't give a shit and will kill him. Begin the six Kills him. and yeah. and then we get back and to the slasher vibes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's all you need to do. You don't need to, you don't need a bible. Like, you know, I mean, by a Bible of, of uh, law and notes, mm -hmm. and you, you don't need that for this. No. If we if we were to, I think we, we may have done this before with a slasher series, but let's say this is the sick film. Compare other sick films in other mainline franchises. So let's say TCM, uh, fourth one is Next Generation. Yep. Then we got the remake and the beginning. So the beginning, so let's the beginning. say, is the is the sick film in the franchise. It's a prequel to the reboot. It's not bad. Mm, I like. It's it. not bad. That's the, that's, the, the, that's the the brothers dodging yes. the draft, isn't it? Yeah. And Ali yeah, like Emery. One. Yeah, it's good. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. I f is that new Nightmare? Um, Nightmare on Elm Street films let's have a look is, is it Wes Cro uh five uh no it's uh the final final nightmare, final nightmare. 
Um, oh, I think that one was pretty rough, actually. If I remember rightly, is that the one with the 3D at the end and the the, the sort of worms? Oh, yeah, I think so. That that's it. Yeah, uh, the three de- dream demons. That's it. It's got the three dream mm-hmm. demons that come out, and Freddy's face just comes keeps coming like looping into itself. Yeah, that that's a pretty rough film. Um, what's the Hellraiser? That's that's oh. uh, that's gonna be a bad one. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six. That is Hell Hellseeker. Don't think okay. I've even seen Hellraiser Hellseeker. I haven't. I mean, it's still Doug Bradley. As yeah. Pinheads. Uh, the sick film in Hellraiser series, it features the return of Kirsty Cotton, heroine from Hellraiser, and its sequel. Oh, Hell, Hellseeker was the last... Stock, a shady stockbroker. Yeah. Recovering from amnesia. In fact, and, I, didn't even, I didn't even know. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes rating 0%. <laughs> 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 I would oh. say Hellseeker plays like a made-for-television movie. <laughs> oh, what a shame. Um, Friday the 13th, part six. Jason Lives Inc- is my favorite one. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. It. So, I mean, I mean, when you look at all these different series, it looks like, yeah, Friday the 13th had some ups and downs. Not awful, but it made it to six films and still good. Still reasonable. Still reasonably yeah, good. Still reasonably good. Well, you know, I think yeah, I think six is I think six is a popular one for a lot of people. Actually. Four and six. Yeah, four and six. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah unfortunately halloween 6 did not cut the mustard until we uh well, you we... say that but it didn't stop the series it didn't stop the franchise it didn't you know what i mean people well it didn't stop the franchise but they had to completely they, they move on yeah, from yeah. that storyline because of how batshit crazy it is you and we got yeah, to exactly you couldn't halloween you h2o followed that up could you no, not possible. Um, I like Halloween H2O. I think it's an okay slasher film. It's got LL Cool J in it, so that's a win in my eyes. Um, Josh Hartnett's incredible haircut. Um, but it's a fun slasher. It's okay. Uh, it's no Halloween Resurrection. That is... that's. I still believe Halloween Resurrection is the worst Halloween is that, film. That's the is. one with Buster Rhymes in it. It is indeed trick or treat, motherfucker. The, the house, the, the big, the big like brother a, house. I think I have seen that one. Trick or treat, motherfucker. Tara Banks is in it as well. Yeah, I think. I yes, she one. is. It's um, it's not good. It's not good. I I I I, I did a ranking um a while back. I think when kills come out, I wonder if I can find it on the, on Michael's the toilet. Really- kissable lips in that mask <laughs> that's it now <laughs> like, it's a really yeah, it's a really pouty mouth yeah <laughs> yeah is that you saying resurrection in resurrection yeah i i previously done a um um like a halloween ranking of my favorite halloween films oh god look but it whatever what is that part between the top lip and your nose um bridge i can't no, no, no! Your bridge, you know, is on bridge. Yeah, um, that bit. I can't remember. It. it does have a name, but I can't remember what it is. Whatever it is, it's fucking huge on that mask. Yes. <laughs> this is really cool. I like this. It shows this is a um, piece of artwork showing. Oh yeah, I think the... I've seen this before. I like. It to, I do really like that sort of seventies 
that graphic style. Oh, well. it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, the orange yeah. especially. Mm. Um, one and two are obviously the same mask, right? Uh, a little bit different. A little bit. Two is a little bit different. It's got shorter hair, I think, in that one. Mm -hmm. But facially, um, I mean, it looks like the same. Yeah. Um, which one was the Guy Fieri haircut one? <laughs> the, fro the frosted tips. <laughs> that, I believe, is Resurrection, I think. No, H2O. H2O. I can't find whatever my tier list was. I'll, I'll do another one put it up on the Twitter and Instagram. Like I did with the Texas Chainsaw one, but I, uh -huh. I think that my bottom, bottom of the barrel, probably goes from Last Resurrection, six, and then Kills, then Rob Zombie's sequel. I think those are the those are easily I think fair enough the yeah. four worst of the series. Um, yeah, Six is something special. It's an uh, it's just. I feel like, like I it's one of them that you've got to watch it for the... You've got to be a completionist, and you've got to watch it yeah. all, and you, you can't... If you're going to do a rewatch, then skip it, but if if you're watching the franchise for the first time, then you've got to, you've got to watch it, because it's... Like you say, this, this did end the timeline, and they had to... When mm. they came back to it, they didn't want to lose the franchise, but they had to just... You know, hold their hands up and go, we went down the wrong path. We need to turn around... We trace our steps and start again. And, yep. uh, you know, it's, that was definitely the right thing to do. It's not a Halloween film you would, uh, I would certainly recommend to anyone to watch, but for the, the sense of if you want to, if you want to do the series, then you should do yeah. it. Yeah. Like watch, watch the good ones. And, but then, and then if you've got time, just have a look at this because yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a doozy. It's a real, a real wacky. And if you're really interested, do read up on it. Do your research on it because it is fascinating. Mm, that the, sounds, the, yeah, I'm gonna what this film has gone through. Like all oh, the, the reshoots, the editing, the, the problems this film's gone through. That is, like I said, more interesting than the film itself. All the different cuts. Like how we've been talking now about Oh, you saw that car. I saw this car. You you didn't see this. You saw this. It, it's so much more interesting. <clears throat> um, yeah, does sound yeah does sound like a, a lot of uh, yeah a lot of behind the scenes stuff. So was this was this stuck in a bit of creative limbo for a while then? Uh, more so the fact that the it didn't do very well uh, with test screenings. So the creative limbo came after that with um. Uh, okay the reshoots um and like i said it's not just an ending reshoot it's it's reshoots throughout the whole film yeah it's yeah. it's new bits added in more more blood more violence more gore which isn't really fitting for a halloween film i, I think still but um mm. yeah they wanted to they wanted to get a better reaction from the audience rather than follow what i guess a halloween film should really be yeah yeah um, you know, swing and a miss, I guess, as, as we've said. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. And this was your pick as well, by the way. I know, because I wanted... I do, <laughs> did, well, we weren't going to do We weren't gonna do the good Halloween film. No. We weren't going to do the, the the big one, the classic. No. The no, OG. No, no, no. So uh, the only logical way to go is to do the worst one. <laughs> let's, do, yeah. let's do the one everybody hates. Um, 
and I'd not, and like I say, I'd not seen it, so it was, it was an excuse to watch it as well, because um, it was kind of also down for doing the Buster Rhymes one. Um, but it's I tough. have, We've I done know it. I have seen that previously. I have seen that one before, although probably don't remember it. In any done it. Great shit. Done it, and we're not doing it again <laughs> <laughs> until we do a retrospective on the whole franchise and just nitpick here and there. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's um, uh, in the future. But yeah, Halloween Six: The Curse of Michael Myers, folks. If you've Curse made it this long, Myers. if you've made it this long through the podcast, God bless you. Um, God bless <laughs> you. You must really love this film as much as we do. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, let's. Um, do you want to talk about what's coming next? Yeah, what, let's what put let's put that that's that's in the books. We're moving on. That is October. That is we're done and dusted. November, November. We have confirmed what's going. In fact, most people probably wouldn't make it this far, so they probably won't now know what's coming in November. But if you have, <laughs> we have got a lovely little number called the Kill List. Your pick, the Kill List. Yeah. Yes, coming next. Um, you haven't seen this, right? No, never even heard of it. It's um oh what's his chops I forget the director's name Ben Wheatley it's Ben Wheatley okay yeah so yep. who's also responsible for Men and Ooh, the Ritual okay okay uh, sorry yeah. is, is it the Ritual I don't know if he does direct the Ritual but all uh, right I'm in no he didn't direct the Ritual sorry but he uh, Men is definitely one of his um in the Earth uh. Sightseers, which is another great British um, horror film. I guess that's a little bit of a slasher. Mm. Um, anyway, yeah, Kill List. It is. Uh, we're, we're back on the we're back on the folk horror stuff. Yeah, well, we pretty it, much. Yeah. He also did a field in England as well, which is another another interesting movie. Um, yeah, it's. It's an. In- I think it's an interesting one. This, if you haven't seen it, um, it doesn't come across as being a horror film until it's. It's a bit of a Wicker Man in the sense that it's kind of got a big reveal. Okay. Okay. Um. So you a bit of maybe a bit of a slow burn to stick with it. I've only seen it once before, so I'm looking forward to a, another watch of it again. Um. But yeah, for it, it feels like you're watching kind of a different film for a lot of it, and then you get a, and then it takes a, a drastic twist at the end okay okay i'm intrigued i'm intrigued because of the fact i've never heard of it mm-hmm. i'm even more intrigued it's not like a horror film that's been on the backlog this is this is completely fresh and new to me so yeah looking good, forward good. to that and then after that is my pick which being the vich the vich um, just had a big big feeling of watching that again love that film not seen it in a long time got the 4k yeah. downstairs so i want to watch that with the back special features because that, that again that mm-hmm. is i'm a big fan of that one looking incredible film that again Robert Eggers' debut masterpiece is fantastic. And um, then we'll be moving on to our next installment of Monsters of Universal, Bride of Frankenstein, part five. Frankenstein. And then hopefully if we can find a UK theatrical release, which I think it's going to happen because they've been showing the trailer in theatres of Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. So that will be capping off uh, November. Um, another should, little holiday. Getting a, yeah, hopefully it does. I've, I've definitely saw a trailer for it the other day. In the, yeah, in the cinema. Yeah, it was. Um, I think it was shown before Saw. It was shown before Saw. Yeah. yeah. 
So if they, I mean, if you're showing it, um, that's like that's basically advertising that yeah, we're going to hold it. We're going to you'd assume so. Yeah. So that releases on uh, scheduled to be released in the states on November seventeenth. Um. Yeah. So so hopefully we we get it. Filling that in for the end of November and then December. December is Christmas month. All all month. December is Christmas month. A full month. Christmas horror. Christmas related horror movies. Can't wait. Including the good and the bad of the the subgenre. Oh yes. To to pick, I think we said we'd pick a a good one and a bad one each, didn't we? Yep. I did one see one in the in the um, window of a local charity shop. Oh, called I think it was called Hell Elves or something. Oh please! Oh yes, please! <laughs> I didn't I didn't get it, but it's it's a contender. Um, I mean, all you got to do is go on Amazon Prime, type in Christmas and horror. I mean, and, yeah, that's, well, that's what I'm doing. It's basically like a goodie bag of put your hand in and see what you're going to pick out. Yeah. One of those exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I wanted to do with this. Was go and scrape the, scrape the bottom of the Amazon Prime barrel of straight to straight to bargain bin classics. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So rest of the year looking good, all planned out. Stick around. You've got some good stuff coming for you guys. Um. But yeah, that's that's today's episode. That is Halloween. That is this year's Halloween installment, done and dusted and in the books. So, uh, it's time to get out of here because we've done we've done a lot of work in the past couple days. Need a Halloween break now. We have. So we're back for the kill list next episode. Nice. Um, check us out on all social medias. Uh, the Dreadcast on Instagram. No, underscore Dreadcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Few videos coming up every few days, trying to catch up. Um, find this got, on all past content on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, Podbean, and YouTube. We've got the mailbag at the Dreadcast Podcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. Yeah. It's a new yeah. address, folks. It's a new address. There's been a little so, bit of uh, admin yeah. moving things around. So, our new email address is the Dreadcast Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast. Um, so don't forget that second cast in there if you want to chuck us a little message on uh, via email. Yes, um, that's the one. And yeah, I think that's it. The only thing left to say is Happy Halloween, folks. Happy Halloween, um, folks. Stay spooky. Stay spooky.